Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Ann Samoylov. Today, we've got Natasha Varampovia in the house, and we're going to be talking about systems, Evernote, Asana, and so much more. I'm so excited to welcome in this alum of Fearless Launching. She was in the very first round of the program, and since then, we've become dear friends with each other, and I was just so excited to catch up with her. Who are you and what is your business, Missy? <laughs> Little Miss. Um, so my name is Natasha. Uh, last name I will not pronounce it because it's it's a Russian name, very long one. Worse than Samoylov. What... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Harder than Samoylov. Sorry, not worse. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But like that, that actually, that's what caught my attention when I first saw you online. Like you are Russian last name because they're just like, yes. She's Russian, so like I was, <laughs> I was into your stuff before with knowing knowing you just because you were also Russian in my head. You were Russian, so <laughs> that's a good thing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And then what? What do you? What's your business? What do you do? What do you do, lady? Right. <laughs> so my business is called Systems Rock. So that's that's much easier to remember and pronounce. And what I do is I help um, small business owners to create systems and structures in their businesses so they have more more free time and just be able to concentrate on stuff that truly matters. Yep. I love that. And I've been seeing, okay, so there's a few things that I saw of yours this year. And there, I like made my list of things that I needed to like call you out and say were amazing this year. <laughs> so number one, Asana Hub, Business Hub. Numero yep. uno. I saw Carrie Green's video on YouTube and I was like, oh snap. I'll admit, I totally took screenshots of every single one because I was like, okay, do I need it like this? And it, it really helped me create my own in Asana. So I know Yay! you were responsible for that. I know you were the one who, who made that happen. <laughs> so I, I'm curious, okay, so do you have one of those for yourself? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. This is, uh, this is how I just realized that you can structure things in, in Asana. And it's something that really helps me um, organize my business. So right now I'm uh, between Evernote and Asana. And that's really, like, I'm finally sane. <laughs> You're like, you so finally yes. reached like peace, like some sort of. It is. It is. And uh, even better my assistant is now at peace oh. because it was, it was so funny. Um, I sent to, to, um, to my assistant, I referred somebody to her and I got to speak with that lady the other day. And she said that when she was speaking with, with my assistant, who is now her assistant, she goes, like, she told me that she knows like 15 or like even, even more project management or task management systems. And I was so impressed and then she told me that that you put her through all that ordeal like trying to find the one that works for you. So my poor assistant knows now all those systems. And but now that we're not jumping from tool to tool, like she's so happy with Asana. Oh my goodness. So okay, so, so you know what I realized? We're talking like shorthand about this business hub, but really what what is the business hub? What what is so it what does it consist of? Yeah. Right. And this is something actually that came out of uh, my running my uh, group program for the first time because I was 
teaching uh, the participants how to create systems in their business. But uh, what I realized is that I was leaving them like almost hanging because I would talk about systems, kind of the importance of systems, but I was not giving them a place to kind of where they can keep all that information about systems and workflows and routines. And that's why for some of them, it was a bit difficult to start implementing those systems because like there was no container for them. So what I suggest to every single person, whether they're my client or just readers of my blog, is that you have to have that one single place where information about your business lives. And that can be any any platform. It can be Asana, it can be Evernote, it can be um, Teamwork PM. Like There are so many great tools out there. But the only thing that you have to um, kind of keep in mind that it's easy to add information into that tool. It's easy to retrieve that information. It's easy to share it when uh, you are delegating or just collaborating with others. And it's easy to update it so that as your business grows, um, that tool will kind of grow with your business. It will not um, um, become this place that you can't really um, adjust information in because your business is changing because it will. Right, right. You know, the, the thing that I that I love about it is that I am now able to, when I hire this person that I'm interviewing for right now, I can basically, I don't have to spend like an hour on the phone with them describing the business, all the various things we do, our posting schedule, our product, like production schedule, where our editorial calendar is. I can share what the hub with them first and they'll easily see, oh, okay, so she does this on this day, this on this day. These are the stuff. These are the things that go live. Here's how she likes to do social media. Here's the process for guest posting. Here's how we like reach out to podcast guests. I mean, like everything from our editorial, like our publishing schedule, to actually how we get all those pieces done for the publishing schedule are all in there. And then in addition to that are, uh, is information about launches, how we do launches, you know, um, and, and honestly, like this was a step up from, I already thought I had it handled last year. I had a Google doc, a Google spreadsheet really with links to various templates or processes. And they were, there were a bunch of different things. Like there were links to Jing videos. There were links to maybe other Google docs. There were links to some Asana templates. As you know, you can make templates in there. But then what we I found out is I'm like, I'm not actually seeing this sheet on a regular basis. The only way that I'm going to see this is if I have it in Asana. So now I have that business hub, but I also actually, even beyond that, I have the content hub too. So that gives me an even more like laser. That's where I spend most of my time. If I'm looking at like what content I have to get done or um, I work with this one woman, she's really the content manager and she creates content for me, but she'll, she'll go through that and be like, oh, what do you need for this? Am I writing this or are you writing this? You know, so I can keep people in different areas as they need it, which I love, which I love. Absolutely. Yes. And just, uh, but what you mentioned um, also is, is so true is that 
even though um, people are responsible for a different um, set of tasks, they still feel a part of the team because they see the entire picture of the business. And if, if somebody is sick, for example, or somebody is not available, you can always like, bring those people in and get somebody else's support because they are already part of that kind of little ecosystem of your business. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you guys, that's, that's awesome that you settled on Asana. Yeah. I, I remember over the last few years, definitely hearing you talk and experiment with different ones, you know, different ones for yourself and different platforms. So that's awesome that you settled with one. And then I want to talk about Evernote because Evernote is a lot to talk about for you, (laughs) just some new opportunities, but side note, did you did you see how CoSchedule and Evernote are linked up now? I know. Yes. Yes. I attended their webinar. It's amazing. So I'm diving in. And I am too now. It's, it's totally, it's, it's mind-blowing. I told you how I, I love left it. Evernote and I was like, I don't know how to get in here. I'm used to working in Google Docs. But now that hookup, I was like, I use CoSchedule. I've been looking for a way to easily get my blog posts in. We're done. And so this, like literally the second I saw that, I've been writing my posts inside Evernote now. <laughs> so yeah, so very happy to see that. So, okay. So before we talk about more about Evernote and um, something fun you've been do, you've done recently, I want to ask you, like, do you have, so you work with one person, do you work with multiple people other than that? Or is that just like your main, is that your main squeeze on your team, that one person? Or do you have other people you bring in? Um, I have an assistant um, who handles my admin staff and we've been working together now, gosh, for three years, I think. But I have other team members, a lot of them. Um, so I have a tech VA, and this lady is responsible for my website, and especially during launches, all those like moving pieces, the technology pieces. Um, so she's, for the most part, I'm working with her ongoingly. And there I have a number of people who come and go depending on, on different projects or um, anything that I'm kind of ex- like exploring or, or, or testing um, so like I, I tested Facebook ads over, over the summer. So I had to bring somebody in to, to help me with that. So like, and if, if something stays, then I, I would work with that person ongoingly, but, um, otherwise it's, it's more like project basis. Yep. That's, that's kind of how I've been handling it up to this point. And, uh, I'm sure, you know, like just hiring someone even to do the, the admin stuff is, so important. And, you know, I, I've been used to just hiring experts as I need them essentially, but I realized that I I just, I really am ready now to just hand off a lot of the stuff that I've held on to for various reasons. And I know, I don't know if you ever worked with her, but I think we may have had the same tech VA. I know a lot of people that were in fearless launching had her as well, but, um, she passed away, unfortunately, um, for all of us. And we knew her very well. I don't know if you remember my Irene. And that was just such a sad, sad, sad time. And yeah. since her, yes, honestly, yes, yes, yes. since her, honestly, and I've, I, I don't want to be like a downer, but like, I've really struggled to find someone to fill her shoes because she was such like a unique person and she had, she really cared about her work. And so anyways, I'm obsessed right now with teams, knowing what people are doing, what they're challenged with. Cause I'm going to be doing like, um, just a launch team, 
training very soon. Uh, so, so that's why I was curious. Like if, if you kind of do things kind of like I do with like, you know, you have your launch team and then you have your core team. It sounds like it. Right. Right. Uh, quick Asana tip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <If I may. laughs> yes. So, um, because in Asana, you know that you can tag certain tasks. Yes. So if you see something, so in, in your workflow is if, if there is a step or two, um, you could potentially delegate to somebody, just mark that task or subtask, tag it with VA. So whenever you're ready to bring somebody on board, you can just sort your tasks with that tag. So you'll have the list of tasks that potentially could be done by somebody, and then you can translate that task list into skills, and then it will be so much easier. And when you're interviewing them, like you can tell them that, okay, like these are the things that you will be dealing with, and that stuff is already in Asana. That is great. In fact, I might even do that too for uh, the woman who's helping me with content and things like that. Because there may be like, like you said, you know, when you're making like the task and then the, the subtasks, you can like say, oh, well, that, that is not me. That, that's VA, that's CM, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. And then you mm-hmm. can just tell the person, look, here are your main responsibilities, but do a regular check for the hashtag VA just to make sure that everything is covered. Um, but that, that's actually a really great tip. I will go do that today. So, okay. So <laughs> last year, or was it, was it last year that you started working with uh, Tara Gentili on her? Oh, well, I took her program back in summer 2012, the program, the first time. And then in summer 2013, I took her certification program. So I, and we've been working much closer because now I'm one of her certified coaches. So I've been one of the coaches that is helping her uh, when she she runs her Quiet Power Strategy uh, yeah, uh, program. And how, so, yeah, I remember when she was doing the, doing like the coach, the training and then she did like the certifying. How has that been since uh, working with, with her clients? Because I know she has some amazing people in her audience. So, I mean, I can imagine that was really kind of exciting for you. It's, it's been really, really amazing. And actually, Tara's audience is absolutely unique. And I love, uh, um, I love working with uh, Tara's people just because they are all so motivated and so so driven it's 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 really amazing it's it's rather easy to, to work with them and Tara has this amazing ability to to bring uh, and attract these people um so um now I've done two uh, two programs with with her co-coaching the program with her twice um the first time was terrifying just because I was afraid that I will break something in her program <laughs> because it's it's somebody else's program and it's it's scary and the conversation that I would have with myself as I would coach somebody I would be just like oh my god would Sarah say that would she like what type type of advice would she give me so it was really really scary and I was very cautious um and then it kind of my, my group was was amazing they were they were so great and supportive they gave me terrific feedback and I I let go. And the second time around, I had so much more fun with it just because I felt that I don't have to give exact same advice as, as Tara does and they will still get immense value. 
Um, and if, if my advice for some reason is not something that they feel comfortable with, they, they'll ask again. Like somebody else will give them, like Tara will give them a different um, a route to follow. So it's been, it's been terrific. Um, it's, um, I've, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed every minute of it as a coach. Um, I am continuing working with um, some of the people in the uh, group, even beyond the program, just because we've become so close and uh, it's, it's been really great working together. And I truly feel that this uh, program and just like, being in this um, capacity helped me to become a better coach because it's like Tara showed us how she does it and what she looks for whenever she gives um, specific assignments. Um, and there were also tactical t- um, tips on how to manage group calls and how to answer like, difficult questions and stuff like that. So it's, it's been really, really wonderful. Wow. Wow. So do you, how do you feel like, um, do you feel like, because I was curious about this and, and, you know, just tell me if it's like, you're not, you don't feel comfortable answering it, but like, I was like, wow, you know, this is such an amazing opportunity because not only do you get to, you know, you get to learn from Tara and she's like just a great coach herself, you know, you get to learn from her, but you get to also hone that skill yourself. And I can imagine just the kind of being linked to her in that way has helped your business. And helps you be more confident even in your own business. Absolutely, that's that that's very true. And um, like if, even now, when uh, when Tara is on a coaching call and uh, there is a question on systems, and she she says to everyone that's okay. Like if it's a system question, go to Natasha or something because she she talks about my my work a lot. And I get even now, I'm just like. Okay, does she really mean that? Like, I, I feel like some, sometimes just like, okay, I'm not yet in the place to be kind of spoken in that way. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's, such, it's such a pleasure to be that support for her as well. Because I know that I bring a set of unique skills and um, part of um, QPS, our strategy program, is on systems and I know that I can offer so much value there. So it's it's been it's been really really amazing experience. Um, yeah, it's it's been really great. That's awesome. That's really great. Um, and then so and, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just um, I just remembered that the um, Evernote guide that I created was because of Tara because we were we were chatting uh, once and um, I mentioned something very kind of. In passing, that you could run your entire business using just Evernote, and I wasn't at that point that familiar. Like I was using Evernote, but very sporadically. But because Tara is such a uh, fanatic of Evernote, she goes, "Just like wait, what did you say just now? Prove me! Like you have to explain to me how you can do that." And as of like out of that <laughs> challenge, the guide was born which then like, became so popular that Creative Life picked it up. So like, because of Tara, like, so many great things happen <laughs> in my business. That is so, that's so awesome. True. Okay, so, so then tell us what happened. How did the whole Creative Live 
course, doing that course with them? How did that even happen? Did they just see your guide and they were like, huh, that's interesting? Or did you have to pitch it to them? Or did someone help you get to the right person? How did that work? Well, my guardian angel, Sarah. <laughs> I think we've established now. Yeah, I think we've established she's a guardian angel. So how did, what happened? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So when uh, when Tara did her first uh, course with Creative Live, I think it was her first course, she also mentioned to them um, my guide and the fact that I, I teach Evernote. And it took them a few months. I, I remember when she first mentioned it to me, I had kind of like internally a panic attack because I... Like, I was just like, okay, I'll have to be in front of the cameras and students and then teach it. And English is not my first language. Like, what is going to happen? Uh, so, but I, I kept my cool. I said, okay, like, that sounds really great. But I'm just like, okay, that will never happen. Like, me from Belgium flying all the way to the U.S. to, to teach uh, Evernote, like, that's, that's not happening. So part of me kind of just like, okay. This is just. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> okay, that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but then several months later, I received uh, an email from um, one of the uh, content producers, and they were just like, okay, so we've heard that you are doing this. So, what if we uh, recorded a, call, uh, a course on, on Evernote? Um, and because you're older in Belgium, maybe we can record it once you are in the U.S. When is the next time you are coming? And it happened that it was uh, one week before I was going to Portland to, to retreat that um, Tara organizes every six months. So I'm just like, well, I am going to be in Portland in one week, but we are not recording that course in one week because I'm simply not ready. <laughs> so I did ask for an extension and in the end we decided to do this um, beginning of August uh, uh, 2015. So um, that's what we did and it was very emotionally challenging couple of months because I was still working on the course and kind of just like okay like is this really going to happen and how is it how am I going to be in front of the camera um and my my thoughts were consumed with like these worries but then (laughs) once I was on the way to San Francisco already my thoughts get like, like I had to think about whole like other set of problems because my suitcase with my dress my makeup like everything like what I had on me was just my laptop so the systems gal (laughs) totally (laughs) failed (laughs) I did not bring anything with me except for my laptop everything else was in my suitcase and I got to San Francisco and was told that, okay, we will make sure that we get the suitcase to you, but we don't really have any guarantee. So this might be tomorrow or the day after tomorrow or at the latest couple of days. I'm just like, no, in, in <laughs> one day I am recording a course. I can not be without my dress. So the, the, the good thing that did happen because I was so frustrated I, I texted my husband and I'm just like oh my goodness my suitcase did not arrive what do I do so my husband bless his heart he texts me back 
are you going to record this course naked? Where do I sign up? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. So for the next 20 hours, I was waiting for, for the news from the airline that my suitcase was delivered. Um, they, they could not find it. I had to go and buy a new dress, new everything. And uh, at 1.30 that night, and I was supposed to be at the studios at 7.30 in the morning, my suitcase finally arrived. Oh, my <laughs> so God. I was just like, okay. I was saved. I was able to wear my first choice dress. And the best part of it is that I was so preoccupied with all this suitcase drama that I did not have time to worry about my being in front of the camera and the students and how that was going to go. So when I I got there, I was waiting for this nervousness to, to, to start because I'm just like, okay, suitcases is is there. Like, like that, that thing is not something to worry about, but okay. Like where is my like butterflies and everything? It never, I was, I was not worried or nervous whatsoever it was it was really it was the most amazing feeling ever to be in front of the students I did not even notice the cameras like it's like I know it's it's a cliche but like really it was it was such an amazing experience I just Mm -hmm. got to teach my course to this group of fantastic students who were feeding me with energy and when they were asking questions or they when they would uh just gasp at this new feature that I would show them. So it was, it was really fantastic. I, I had an amazing experience. Creative Life is, is such an amazing team. They have really beautiful offices and the way they, they took care of us all, uh, my students, my students, <laughs> and then myself, was, was just uh, mind-blowing. I, I had the most amazing experience ever and it's totally dream come true. Oh, that's awesome. That's so, I just loved it. I'm like, I'm trying to imagine, I'm like, what tip would people gasp at? But I know that I get nerdy (laughs) too. And like, you told me the, like the little hashtag for VA for Asana. And I'm like, oh, so I'm sure you were like, oh, you saw people like writing down furiously random things. So, so, so are you, (laughs) have you planned your next live TV appearance yet or are you are you working on like when you're going to do it again are you going to do another one with creative live maybe on asana um i promised them that i'll go back and think about the topic because they did tell me that um well um it was not for the entire creative life team but the team that did work with me my 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 producers said that i was in top three people that they enjoyed working with so um, I'm very much... That's awesome. You're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, seriously, half of that time I was on autopilot because I was jet lagged. I was like totally like my... Like, like, I didn't even know how I, I was able to record that course. Like looking back, it's just like it was an out-of-body experience. But I would love to do another course so that I actually do it in... Yeah. much more like without all that pre-course drama and another thing is that I'm very like I'm very much looking forward to creating another course that I would teach live 
because it's a totally different experience than teaching an online course or even doing a webinar. So um, my, my homework is to come up with uh, another topic um, and I'll, I'll be happy to, to pitch it to Creative Life and, and go back for, for more because like, I enjoyed it. And now I think having gone through that first experience, I can, I can do it even better. Oh, I love that. We'll have to, I'm going to. And I will never, ever, ever travel without my dresses again. Yeah, you'll make sure that you have something on you. The thing you're wearing will be with you (laughs) in your suitcase. Because, yeah, if it had, even if it had gotten wrinkled, yeah, even if it had gotten wrinkled, you would have been able to bring it to someone, steam it, it's good to go. And then you would, but then again, I think that you're, that it's interesting that that kind of, you know, diverted your attention because you probably could have spent the whole day before your shoot kind of freaking out, like re-looking at your presentation, you know, maybe changing things that didn't need to be changed. And that way you just went in, you were just like so stressed. You went in and you were just like, whew, this is the easy part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how it felt. Oh my goodness. So no, seriously though. So you want to go back to creative live. You said you love speaking. Where, where would you like to speak? Where is there like, do you have like a dream kind of stage or a, an event that you could imagine speaking at? I actually did not think about that yet because I've like all my life, I've been so bad at public speaking. I actually had to work really, really hard to get better. I did that. I never really considered that as something that um, I would do. But after this creative life experience, I'm just like, that was so much fun. And that was such an amazing um, experience. And just being in front of people and seeing their reaction, like and it's, it's immediate reaction. So like you can, you, you read people and you know, it lands or it doesn't. They're enjoying it or they don't. So it's, it's so much easier now. They get the joke, they get the joke or they don't. don't. (laughs) You're like a comedian. You're like, Oh, that didn't work. (laughs) Or that worked. I can, I can tell you that. Well, it's not a joke. It's actually um, a real life anecdote that's uh, got, uh, got them like (laughs) laughing and like saying, Oh, so this was the best, the best part of the course. (laughs) <laughs> because uh, the, uh, it was the part where we, when, uh, where we were talking about using Evernote beyond business. And <clears throat> I suggested that uh, start creating checklists. It's like, super useful when you're traveling, naturally. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's also a way uh, for us to start empowering our children to... Uh, to pack or like be responsible for, for their own stuff. Because as a little child, like I, I would leave like half of my suitcase wherever I was. So like now I'm, I'm trying to like my son is five. It's, it's a bit early, but at the same time, I try to give him little checklists to, to kind of work with, to be able to kind of like share that responsibility with me whenever we're going somewhere. So a while back, my husband was taking him to a tennis lesson and I was in the living room and he was already, my son was in the um, whole, um, just almost on the way out. So what he was saying, I was, I was only hearing, I did not see him. So as he's exiting the house, um, I hear him, tennis racket, check, 
Bottle of water? Check. Kiss mama goodbye? Check. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's, it's never too early. <laughs> well, it shouldn't surprise you that when, okay, so when, meal, when we went on a road trip, I think spring break last year, actually whenever we have anything that we're going to do, like a, like a weekend long thing, Mila just makes her checklist. And then she's like, okay, mommy, what else do we need on the checklist? And so she's creating, she's creating the system for us so that we don't forget anything. I love that. It shouldn't surprise you, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, okay, so I don't even know what to say. I feel like it's just so amazing. I mean, it's like, it's like one of those... It's like that story, like you said something in passing and it becomes something that really has the power to propel your business in a different direction, gives you that more visibility. And I think Creative Live is such a an interesting place. I definitely have thought about it too, though I'm like, I don't know what I would go over there and teach. But yeah, I thought I've thought about that too, just because it's such a unique kind of platform. And I just think it's so, they, I just love everything that's on there. And of course, you know, watching people that I know and love on there as well, that, that also inspires me. So, um, we'll make sure to put your link below so that people can go check out your Evernote class. And, um, where, you know, that, yeah, I'm a connector. So whenever you, <laughs> I know you are I can introduce it to the right people. <laughs> I know you are a connector. My goodness. I still get emails like, yeah, Natasha, tell me to email you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Natasha connector for reals. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'll think about that. I'll think about it. Um, are you doing any new par- Are you doing periscopes or anything like that yet? Do you know, periscope that, um, um, I know, I know. And I, I haven't actually like, I don't know. I was again before doing my creative live thing. I I was I was afraid, but now I'm not. So maybe I should look into it. This is you can call it Ruski scope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can totally do yeah Russian accent, even though maybe that will get me more in trouble than <laughs> give me more business. But yeah, I'm sorry for everybody who like is, is tired of all the Russian things. It's never going to go away. We have a lot of Russians and people of Russian descent inside fearless launching, but non-Russians are also welcome. (laughs) Okay. Um, anything else? Yeah, it's our secret community. So here's my last question. Like what, so knowing everything that you've kind of come gone through and embraced over the last year, two years, what do you say to someone who's, you know, plugging away? Because I don't think anybody could ever call you not a hard worker. You have always been very hard, conscientious worker, very focused, but what do you think has started? I mean, besides your guardian angel, of course. Um, but like, besides (laughs) that, is, is it really that, or is it just that maybe you've been ready to, dive into that. You, you realize, you realize what you've got to bring to the table and it, you know, what do you think has really started shifting where now you're taking on these bigger opportunities? <laughs> um, I no, I actually know what that thing is. Um, and it's something that it's a shift that, that happened over, over the last year. Um, 
because I've always been a perfectionist and a lot of times that would prevent me from making that, that step forward. Like I had to have all my ducks in the row before I would do something. And it was the same thing happened uh, to me in that first round of fearless launching with you that I, I felt that I was not ready because like something was, was still not perfect. And <clears throat> Uh, when I launched my program for the very first time, so my, my, my official first launch flopped. <laughs> so I had to kind of, uh, uh, shift gears and like do it again and kind of just like, uh, put my faith in <laughs> yeah. whoever there was. So not, not to be scared to launch again, but I'm, I'm glad that I did that. So when I launched my, my program systematic success, I actually had had everything. The materials were there. They were on the membership site. Everything was planned out. Everything was perfect until I let the group of uh, beta testers in when I realized that it was not working just because I did not uh, allow myself to build that program together with with the people. So there, there was no... flexibility to to change it at this point so I had to break it and put it together again and now I'm delivering that same program in Asana and in Evernote directly which is like uh, it's it's totally different uh, way of delivering the program but it's so much more flexible it's so much it allows me to to listen to the feedback and um, react and add more content or add more videos but this is all to say um, is that um, I stopped it's not like I'm less perfect but I'm okay with making mistakes and I'm okay with saying that okay I don't know that let me go and figure figure it out I'm okay with building a course as I go and like like, I'm okay with having less control. Mm. I think ultimately it's like that's that's what it's all about. And I know that my my people will will not leave if I make a mistake that like English grammar or if I don't know everything about Evernote or Asana because I'm they know that the level of care that I provide will make up for that, that I will come back with, with the answer and I will, I will support them no matter what. And because I'm more confident in, in people around me and that they, they trust me and then they, they believe in me, it, it helps me to move forward in a much more fearless way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally know what you mean. I, I think that, um, I think that once you, like when, I, when you were saying like control, when you had all the, con- almost like wanting to be perfect means that you have all the control, but control really means it's all about you, like yourself, rather than the people who are actually going to be going through it. And I think that it's such a great way to look at it. Like I had to break it in order for it to then form in the way that, you know, your people needed it to form. And I think that there is like as much as we can look at people um, who have like their, I don't know, like 
I feel like the, the, first of all, I feel like the beta thing is like the opportunity of a lifetime to create something that people actually want, feel part of, and, and feel like they were part of making it what it is. Like after the fact, you're like, yeah, that was me too. I was part of that. I was a founding member. Yeah. So I feel like you're, you're by like opening yourself up and meaning being like, I don't have to be the one with all the answers here. In fact, I shouldn't be. So I love that. I, I love that so much. <sighs> for me, it's, it's also um, about, I'm, I, I realized that by holding myself to such a high standard, I was doing a disservice to my audience because I was telling them, like what I teach is I teach systems and systems is something that that's never done. But what I was telling them with, with my behavior is that, okay, you have to have these perfect systems. And it's just like, it's not possible. It's, it's not something like systems. It's something that we have to uh, look at, at and tweak all the time. And even if you have just basic routine that, that works for you, that's already great. That's fantastic. And I want them to feel that it's a win. It's not kind of like they're less than. Mm-hmm. So we have such an uh, amazing conversations in, in the, in the group that I have for, for my program, because sometimes they come up with, with something that I haven't thought about, or they discover features in Evernote or Asana, or like even present me with other tools that I haven't thought of. And I'm just mm. like, okay, like terrific. So like, this is how this will benefit the entire group. So it's, it's good. Like I, I'm happy to be leading my group, but I'm, I'm happy that it's, it's not me kind of, uh, that we, we are equal in our group. That, yeah. that's, that's how I feel. Like, like we are friends and we, we, we hang out, um, even outside of, uh, uh, systematic success. So it's like, to me, that's, that's the ultimate prize. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And by the way, getting people in, like the fact that they're coming up with new things means that you've taught them some, something that, that the ability to have like that critical thinking and say, oh, this isn't working. And the fact that they're identifying systems that for themselves, I mean, sure, that's amazing that they're sharing it with the group, but that means they're thinking in a different way about their business. And that's huge. That's huge to have that shift. Mm-hmm. So, so quick Evernote tip, <laughs> last one. I promise. <laughs> well, my, as I get out my pen. <laughs> no, but this this reminded me like, coming up with new things. Like this is something that one of the participants of Systematic Success posted in the group, and it was just uh, totally. We were we were looking at client intake, client onboarding, and like working with clients. And we were discussing different ways to record client calls because especially if you're a service provider, it's important to, to deliver those uh, call recordings or have them for yourself. So what she does is that she, she would Skype uh, her clients, but at the same time open an Evernote note and record it from the note. So by the end of the call... Uh, she has this perfect recording that she can send to a client and or just keep an Evernote with the uh, client records. I love it. I always forget about that. That's good. And then she can make notes below it. Everything lives in one place. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I have a template of just like what questions even to, 
to ask and where, where to take notes. So hello, okay. templates. Okay, one more thing, just so I can add this to the show notes. When is the next time you're opening Systematic? Systematic success. Uh, next one will start uh, uh, second week of October. So um, the doors will be, or the digital doors will be open last week of September, first week of October. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, I will make sure I put links to everything from you and Natasha. So amazing seeing you and, and being able to talk to you. And, you know, I, I definitely don't want us to keep it be this long again between our next chat with no. each other. And, no. you know, of course there's always plenty of other stuff to update each other on, but I really wanted to talk about this whole, first it was like the tools, Asana and Evernote and where that has really led you. So I just love it. I love it. So thank you again for showing up today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anne, for, <laughs> for your email, I'm, I'm so happy we, we got the chance to speak. Um, Next time I'm at Creative Life, maybe I choose their Seattle office. Yes. Oh, you can choose? <laughs> so wait a minute. I could well, actually cut. Well, yeah. I live in Seattle, so I'm like, hmm, maybe I, I know. Maybe I can <laughs> something up here. You know what? I'm. I, anyways, I'll talk to you about the other thing I was just going to say off. Yes, for you to record your course. It will be just a short ride. If you were right there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's end our episode right there. <laughs> and uh, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. Again, I, I can't tell you how excited I am for the next couple of weeks because I'm pretty much on my, got to interview some cool people. I'm ready to have some amazing conversations and to give you some inspiration, training, and much needed kind of pushes and nudges to do your best and actually get those ideas out into the world. And I know that that's such, it may seem like a generic way to put launching, but I look at launching like it's your business to be launching. And so many people have amazing ideas, really beautiful ideas that they're not getting out into the world. So I just want you to know that this is why I do this. And I'm so excited you hung out with us today. If you have any questions for Natasha, head over to ansamolove.com forward slash show, and you'll be able to see the show notes as well as some info on getting in touch with her. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you soon.